very few people set out at the start of their career to be patent attorneys or, or trademark attorneys. It just tends to happen. Um, but it's it's great for people if you can use both sides of your brain. You know, if you really enjoy technology, but you also really enjoy words, which not everyone does, then you can bring them all together and work in uh, work in IP, which is a great great thing to do. I've never regretted it for a moment. That's for sure. That's our guest on today's show, Adam Highland. Adam is a principal at Australian IP firm Frankie Highland. This episode forms part of our special series, Live at Inter, where we took the podcast on the road to the Inter annual meeting in Singapore. We set up our podcast studio at the Bill Trader Expo booth, and guests were interviewed by our head of marketing and podcast producer, Wendy Robertson. Welcome to Talking IP, a podcast for IP professionals featuring conversations that take you inside the professional lives and careers of global IP leaders and entrepreneurs. I hope you enjoy the show. Adam Highland, welcome to Talking IP. Thank you. It's really great to be here. It is. We're here on the road at the Interconference in Singapore, um, catching up with friends and colleagues from around the globe. What's been the highlight for you so far? We organised a really nice dinner uh, for some of our clients and other associates a couple of nights ago, Mud Crab. It was the messiest dinner I've ever had in my life. And it was kind of a good opportunity to see a different side of people, see people eating with their hands and uh, drop pretenses of um, professionalism for a few minutes while they uh, well, had some beautiful Singapore mud crab. That was nice. Talk to me about Frankie Highland. You're here catching up with clients and colleagues. What do you want uh, the audience to know about your firm? Okay, well, one of the things um, I should say about Frankie Highland is that we've been around for 13 years now and I can't believe it's been that long. We never got to have our 10-year celebration because COVID hit. So we couldn't do that. But look, we're, a, um, we're an independent firm. Um, you know, some people may or may not be aware that you know, the landscape of IP in Australia has changed a lot over the last few years. There are some very large conglomerations of uh, firms under uh, publicly listed banners and a proliferation now of probably smaller firms like ours who have maybe two or three partners. And that gives us the opportunity to be completely independent. Uh, we are just a patent and trademark boutique firm and we can refer work to and from all of the different law firms or whoever you would like to use for your litigation, et cetera, or your licensing. Uh, so we've got a great network of, of good, really good professionals that we can use and we can u- work with whoever you'd like us to work with. That's a really good part about our, our setup. We've always tried to be very modern. Um, you know, we were one of the first firms to go completely paperless. Everything's in the cloud, or that now presents other uh, risk factors. I think one of the one of the bigger firms got to, had a um, a data breach not long ago, which sort of made us really sit up and take notice because that's a that's a big factor. And the, the future is, of course, online, uh, but it does bring with us uh, some other challenges and risks as well. So we're trying to manage that. But look, our, most of our clients are local Australian-based clients. Uh, we're probably a net, we're definitely a net exporter of um, IP applications to the rest of the world. Most of our clients are interested in tr- protecting their IP around the world, particularly in the large jurisdictions, but also throughout Asia. So we work, f- you know, a bit differently from the, the more you know large traditional firms that uh, Peter Frankie and myself came out of. Um, we've always had a very strong focus on local Australian technology developers and business developers. So. That sort of sets us apart from the, the majority, I suppose, of the uh, patent attorney firms in Australia. So do you have a, a, a client success story that you can sort of really talk to or share, share with the audience? 
Yeah, I've got, um, well, there's a few. There's One of the ones I'm probably most proud of was a, um, a client of ours who designs and builds uh, ceiling fans. They put an enormous amount of work into the design process for their ceiling fans. And for many years, we've worked to protect those designs, both in Australia and overseas. And I'm, I'm pleased that when one of their competitors decide to fairly f- flagrantly copy their uh, one of their best-selling designs, we were able to help them successfully uh, enforce that design registration in Australia, which is not always an easy thing to do. But we got there and we, we actually had a, a, a win. And it was, it was kind of scary when you've created an IP right and then you get involved in litigating it. You're just hoping everything goes well and you're hoping that the client at the end thinks it was all worthwhile. So happily, in that circumstance, they did. So that's, that was a great, that was a great uh, success for you. A bit of a highlight for, for me personally. I've had a few other success stories that, I've, to be honest, some of, the, some of my favourite uh, highlights have been where we've had very small clients that have been kind of victimised by large trademark owners with some fairly sort of, I guess, um, bullying tactics that can sometimes occur. And we've managed to ward those off uh, without costing the client an enormous amount of money. And they've been allowed to, to do what they have a right to do, continue to use their brand. Or, or where they face difficulties, we've managed to help them negotiate a reasonable outcome that doesn't involve them having to give up more than they need to or, or spend more money than they need to, which, you know, that's, I, I consider those real success stories and highlights as well. Absolutely. Okay, let's talk a bit about you. Uh, so how did you get your start in IP and what have been a couple of career highlights that you're happy to share? Okay, so I, I, I'm originally a chemical engineer. Uh, and I spent 10 years working in the food manufacturing industry as, a, as an engineer. Uh, never even thought about IP during most of that time. Uh, but then you get to the point of your career as an engineer where you think, well, I could just do this same job for the next 30 years or I could do something different. But what am I going to do? I need to do an MBA or I need to do a PhD or some kind of master's degree. At that point, I'd been involved in getting uh, a patent uh, applied for by our, our company. And I was kind of fascinated by the process of, of, of intellectual property. So I spoke to the guy who was our patent attorney at the time and he said, well, actually, we're looking for someone with your background. Do you want to apply for a job with us? And so I did. And so, yeah, I had a complete career change after 10 years as an engineer. And that was 23 years ago. Best thing I ever did. I, I really, really enjoy working in IP. You're always meeting new people, interesting people, people with new ideas, new businesses, uh, new projects. It's all new stuff. Always a great array of different technologies and business ideas that you need to get your head around. Uh, and that's, that's a great intellectual challenge, which I really enjoy. And also, just because IP can be such a, I guess, a labyrinth of different laws and different customs and restrictions and so forth, helping clients understand that and delivering that, uh, you know, communicating to clients what they need to do in a way that really helps them understand what they're doing and why it's important. That's that's always been great fun for me. I enjoy that side of things as well. So yeah, it seems to be a common, uh, a very common uh, story. Like the sort of discovery of the industry seems to sometimes be a bit by accident, but then for other interviews that we've done, the common sort of the connective tissue is this incredible passion for the industry that is, you know, is always on the cutting edge of innovation and uh, invent. You know, so the people stumble into it but then 30 years later are still passionately you know uh, engaged in the industry which I think is fantastic yeah and everyone's pathway in is a little bit different Mm. 
it, it, very few people set out at the start of their career to be patent attorneys or, or trademark attorneys. It just tends to happen. Um, but it's, it's great for people if you can use both sides of your brain. You know, if you really enjoy technology, but you also really enjoy words, which not everyone does, then you can bring them all together and work in, uh, work in IP, which is a great, great thing to do. I've never regretted it for a moment, that's for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, and it's really evident here at Inter, it's this, this wonderful global community of essentially really close friends, people that have been working together for many years. That's, that's absolutely true. One of the uh, things I enjoy most about coming to conferences like Inter is catching up with people I've known for years who have become friends. And I just really love how international it all is. You know, you walk around and you see there's people here from Egypt and people from Nepal, people from Iceland, people from uh, the, obviously the US and Australia, New Zealand, th- throughout Europe and everywhere. Uh, you know, people from UAE and, and Kuwait and so forth. You know, it's, it's, it's just great to be part of something that actually brings all of those different people from different cultures together. Inter is probably one of the best for that uh, experience to come and just meet a whole bunch of different people who you would never have the opportunity to meet otherwise. Yeah, yeah, that's it's. We've had so many interesting visitors come come to visit us here at the stand. It's been it's been in, it, and so interesting. So so many interesting people. Based on your experience so far, you've learned lots about what makes a great leader. From your perspective, what are the attributes of a of a of a great leader in the IP industry? One of the things that really sets them out for me is that they're never afraid to ask questions, never afraid to admit they don't know something, never afraid to say, sorry, I don't understand that. Can you explain that to me again? You know, the people who are comfortable leading and the people who are comfortable in that role uh, are not full of their own ego. They're actually very engaged with the world around them and they're very aware of the, you know, the fact that they don't know everything and they can use or other people's knowledge they can look they can always learn from other people uh, and I think that's like real leaders are actually never afraid to reach out to other people for help uh, that's that's a real thing I noticed you know the the most powerful bloke in the room is usually the person who's af- never afraid to say sorry you've lost me I don't understand that can you explain that again because I remember when I was a young inexperienced engineer I would never say that because I think oh no people are going to think I don't know what I'm what I'm doing but in fact, you learn that leading is actually about being unafraid uh, to ask questions and to know where to go for help. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so true. Uh, you think about the whole concept about growth mindset. It's like it's winning and learning. There's no such thing as losing. You just, you, you're constantly learning and, and, and being comfortable with that. And as you said, great leaders... It's all about acquiring the greatest talent, you know, you're hiring people that are smarter than you. you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's right. You've got to be unafraid to do that, you know. You know some, some people are, and I think that limits their ability to, to achieve what they want to do. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's right. It's exactly right. Welcoming that challenge, that debate, you know, pushing each other to be, you know, to be better. Um, you've got to be able to set, set that example as a great leader. Okay, so from, from an industry perspective, um, what's your thoughts on the role of technology when it comes to trademark protection? Yeah, it's it's very interesting area, uh, and particularly with the rise of AI, uh, artificial intelligence. The ability for us to actually see and monitor and know what's happening with our brands uh, in real time uh, on the internet is actually growing. All of these things used to be mysterious and re- rely on people going out and doing surveys and uh, and so forth, and interviews with with people, we can now see all of that stuff 
evolving in real time. One of the really interesting thing I've seen lately is um, the use of AI to uh, analyze the genericness or the potential for genericness uh, in, in a trademark and its use online. The work by Dr. Cameron Shackle at uh, QUT and his company Generatrend, really fascinating. If you can find him on LinkedIn or, or on, on the web, he has the ability to actually monitor you know, the, the likelihood that trade, specific trademarks are, are going to become generic. And, and where they are on the on the road to being generic, uh, using AI uh, analysis, fascinating stuff. It's really fascinating. So yeah, that's that's just one example. But th- yeah, this whole question of AI and how is AI using your brand? That's something else that uh, that Dr. Shackle's been looking at. If you get your uh, an AI like ChatGPT to uh, write something about your brand, ha- how is it actually using the branding? Is it actually using it as a trademark, and does it understand what the brand's all about. I think that's also really interesting because people are increasingly going to be relying on chat and GPT and things like that to actually write their a lot of their text that they're using in marketing and communications. And so we need to know how those AI tools are dealing with brands as opposed to using them as generic uh, descriptive words. That, that's a fascinating area. That we've Very fascinating. I know there's, there, uh, there's been an example, a music industry example. I think it was like Drake and The Weeknd. A song was created by just scraping their sounds and created this song. And it, but it was it was completely created by ChatGPT because it's just like well, based on the history of everything you've ever written together, we've created a song in the style of. And it was really fascinating. I was like, "Wow, that's going to be that's going to be an interesting challenge for managing intellectual property in the music and sort of creative fields." Absolutely, you know, because that travels so fast. Uh, you know, I think it's taken everyone by surprise how quickly some of those tools have been started to be used and how quickly they've developed. Definitely. Now, Frankie Harlan's been a um, a wonderful Bill Trader client for for several years. Uh, what what made you partner with Bill Trader, and how's Bill Trader delivering value to your firm? Yeah, we really like using Bill Trader. Um, one of the things that we uh, you know would often notice was how much well because we do all these international transactions between us and various different countries. You know, often we're we're losing so much on currency fluctuations and also bank fees as well would often thought there must be a better way of doing this uh, to, to not only to speed it up but just to actually make it more efficient and stop spending money on things you don't need to spend money on uh, and Bill Trader came along and, and we thought this is absolutely what we need to improve our management of, of uh, foreign currency transactions um, and it's it really does a great job for us you know we really like it um, our clients overseas, they like it because they, they get a really nice remittance and so forth. They really are, everything's laid out for them. It comes across very professionally, I think. And I think it's, it's, yeah, it's, just, a, it's a, just an excellent tool um, for, for us to, particularly for us as a smaller firm, where we don't have a, you know, cash, managing cash flow is really important. And we don't have a, a massive amount of capital flowing around. So we actually need to manage these things fairly carefully. And Bill Trader really helps us do that. Uh, it's been an excellent tool. Fantastic. We're glad to we're glad to help. And finally, is there anything else anything else you'd like to discuss that we've not covered? No, I'm looking forward to the rest of the conference. Uh, I really I'm looking forward to um, going to a couple of the uh, the big uh, functions. Trying to pace myself. Trying not to get sort of uh, too overdone too fast. Which you know you can you definitely can do at Inter. 
we've got the charter and charter function on uh, tonight. So I'll be famous charter and charter function. Yeah, it's always big. It's always fun. So I'll be going along to that. But got a, yeah, got a few more good meetings, people, interesting people to meet and um, a few more other functions to go to. We'll definitely be coming to the Bill Trader function tonight as well. We're looking forward to seeing you. Which will be fun. Uh, but yeah, like, really enjoying um, my life in IP. Um, it's the best thing I've ever done. Never been happier. Yeah, I definitely recommend it to anyone who enjoys both technology and messing around with words. So. <laughs> No, it's a great recommendation. As I said, I, I, I am fascinated by like so many diverse conversations with all these interesting IP leaders and entrepreneurs. And this, the connective thread is exactly what you've mm. expressed. This, this, this passion and energy for this, this very unique industry yeah, yeah. It's uh, great fun. Is, is evident with, with everyone. That's the common thread. Well, that's it for our special episode of Talking IP live at Inter. And thanks to our guest, Adam Highland. Thank you for joining us and please reach out to connect with me on LinkedIn where we'll share our updates on the release of each episode. Talking IP is brought to you by Bill Trader, a fintech solution for IP firms designed to solve the cost and efficiency challenges of making and receiving payments to and from your foreign agents. To learn more, visit BillTrader.com.